Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Hi there, folks. Welcome back to WP Tonic Roundtable Show. It's episode 227. Last week I got the number wrong again, um, but I double checked this time. Um, we've got a very diminished but uh, a very insightful panel here. I've got Sally joining me, um, but unlike last week, some of our panel have um, good reason for not being here. They live in the Florida area and they have chosen to be traveling and getting away from a horrendous-looking hurricane, which you can't blame them, really, can you? Even I cannot criticise the insight of that decision. Can I, Can I, Sally? I don't think anybody can. I, I, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it just doesn't make sense to me to, to stand in the path of a hurricane when you know it's coming at you. Right. So... Um, Introduce yourself, Sally, to the audience. Uh, yes, they've probably forgotten who I am. I think I missed two weeks. Uh, my name is Sally Getch. My business is WP Fangirl. I uh, build websites for small businesses and uh, nonprofits. And I'm also the organizer of the East Bay WordPress Meetup in Oakland, California. That's great. And I'm the founder of WP Tonic Wear Service Maintenance Company. That specializes only in WordPress, so it's dear to my heart and my wallet. Uh, Rob, so we're going to go straight into the news section. Um, basically, um, it's been dominated again by Gettysburg. Um, Gettysburg, we'll get Gutenberg. We'll, Gutenberg, o- occasionally hey. called Gluttenberg. Yes, go, it, go. It, I, I have noticed the news has been the all Gutenberg all the time channel. Yeah. Uh, um, but um, there was a fabulous article written by Fred Mayer of WP Shout. They've been on the show, um, a great group of developers and commentators in the WordPress space. Do go to the to the website. And he wrote a really, uh, I thought it was a top-notch article. I'll be interested to see what Sally thinks about it. Stop presses, Gutenberg is what WordPress needs, but it doesn't go nearly far enough. So what did you think of this article, Sally? I think he possibly didn't pay enough attention to Morton. Um, that although he's, you know, his, his point is right about where Gutenberg is now and where it will be when it comes out in um, 5.0, but the projected roadmap of having Gutenberg eventually take over the page layout etc kinds of, of tools means that will be addressed it just won't be right away and so we're going to be in this sort of awkward position of oh well there are still a bunch of things that people will need page builders for and how are they going to get that that to you know play nicely with with gutenberg and then of course what happens to the page builders if gutenberg really you know takes over those functions in a successful way um and uh, you know, I think these are all uh, good points, and some of them, I, I'm not sure all of them will be addressed when kind of things go. But, uh, you know, for instance, the front-end editing, people have, have inquired about front-end editing in, in WordPress for a long time. And 
uh, I think if your back-end editing actually looks like your front-end, that's less of a concern that, you know, one of the issues with the WordPress editor that we have is that, you know, it doesn't even pick up your typography from your theme. It, it really looks very little like what it's going to after it's published, and then that confuses people. Um, and... Uh, <clears throat> Then the next point is, you know, users don't distinguish between a, a blog and a, and a CMS. Uh, and uh, that, uh, you know, uh, that people think, think of both of these at once. And I don't know for sure whether they do. I mean, I, there are a lot of people who are very non-technical and, and, you know, they don't know what term is what. And then there are people who really do just want to write a blog um, and, you know, have their daily journal of, of whatever. And, you know, some of those people have already gravitated to platforms like Instagram, where they're just sort of, you know, posting snapshots of their, their lives. Um, but, uh, uh, <clears throat> you know, that, that people want to create layouts uh, everywhere, not just their, their pages or their custom uh, post types. Um, and, uh, you know, he's talking about how, uh, you know, you, you can't put things in, in columns. Well, there is actually, um, there's a, there is now a text column, uh, block in Gutenberg. We, we spent all of the, uh, uh weekend of the 20 August, the 27th, uh, with my meetup testing. Well, that that's one of the slight problems about all this, isn't it? Because it's a moving target. Well, it is. It keeps, it keeps, it keeps changing. So, you know, the, the team is aware of a lot of the issues and working on them and building some new things in. And, um, they were, you know, we had, I don't know, five or six people and basically everybody elected to, to spend their time testing, uh, Gutenberg and, uh, submitted a, a bunch of different bugs and some feature requests and responses and and you know there have been actually two versions of Gutenberg already in the, the two weeks since then um, and so yeah sometimes you know you'll read some of these articles and say oh it doesn't do X well now it does and and you know we can't tell for sure what the you know what what shape it's going to be taking at, at the time that it uh, comes out uh, and uh, Fred says, uh, uh, you know, sorry, Glenn, sorry. That, you know, so what we want to do is, is, you know, have a, a front, something that amounts to a, you know, a front end editor and, um, uh, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. How much? Uh, uh, how much is going to? Uh, uh, you know how how accurate this is. Um, he, he says, you know, the main issue with Gutenberg being underwhelming is that WordPress then misses the opportunity to bring a sprawling, hyper redundant ecosystem together around one set of very good choices, which is you know, which is lovely, which is lovely writing. Uh, and, you know, I don't know. And he got, he got into full swing there, didn't he? Oh, yes. I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's a well-written, uh, it's a well-written article. Yeah, um, uh, but, you know, I think that the, the best thing remains, get as many real 
people as possible, you know, your, your clients or your friends or your family to, to test this and, you know, provide uh, honest feedback. Uh, about what it's like using it and, and where the problems are. Because there are, yes, there are certain very serious and it's not, issues. It's not, and it's not, exactly, um, it's not exactly concrete, is it? You know, they can they just keep on um, improving it. Or um, I'm sure it might not be totally, well, I was going to use the word perfect. What a ridiculous word to choose. Um, yeah, the, the perfect and software, the, those do not go together ever. I'm struggling with the right word, um, you know, but it, it doesn't disappoint. It's a, the general. Yes, I mean, the thing is. Feeling in the community is it does, you know, it, it's a, a reasonable winner. Put it that way. It's a very vague. I'm really struggling with the right word. Yeah. In well, here. this is, you know, here is, here is the thing is that WordPress for the last several years has mostly made, you know, fairly modest incremental improvements in, in things and not done anything uh, particularly dramatic. And this is something that even if it is just, all right, we know that everybody thinks the current editor sucks because it does, uh, you know, here is a better editing experience and it is a step on the journey to something more complete. I think that as long as it does what they've defined for it to do well, people will be happy with that. Now that may not, you know, that the, the first release is likely to still fall short of the, we are going to commit, you know, compete directly with Wix and Squarespace and, and, you know, have your complete, you know, front end experience of blah, blah, blah. Um, but as long as it's functioning as an editor, it makes it easy to do things people are accustomed to doing, you know, in their posts and easy to do a few things that they couldn't do in their posts uh, or pages or, or whatever. You can use it on, on pages already. I haven't, tried it on custom post types because my test site is a completely vanilla, you know, 2017, almost no plugins site. Um, and, uh, you know, then that's going to be good. And, and again, as long as they work out the, the meta box issue for, oh, okay, so how do you still use, you know, Yoast SEO or, or advanced custom fields or, you know, um, PowerPress uh, as, you know, within this, environment, um, then I think that will be a win, you know, and then, you know, they have kind of the next step to move on to is how to integrate that with, you know, the customizer with, with overall page layouts, et cetera, and, and so on. And I think that so far they're actually doing a pretty good job. And, mm -hmm. and if you have an issue with it, you know, somebody put a comment on one of my post somewhere that wasn't even about Gutenberg um, about it. And I said, well, look, go, if you want to, you know, express this bit, go tell the people who are building it. Don't tell me. Yeah. You know, um, I'm, I'm kind of into camps here. Um, I, I actually, I totally understand the necessity for it, you know, and it, it's, it really needs doing. Um, not only for WordPress.org and the, and the whole community, but for Automatic. You know, they're a commercial company. It's they're up at they are their um, competition is Wix and Squarespace and um, and when they do get 
WooCommerce integrated with their online platform, they're going to go head-to-head to some extent with Shopify, aren't they? You know, that is the... It's pretty obvious why they bought WooCommerce. Um, and that's one of the things they're planning, isn't it? You know, um, and I think a stronger WordPress.com will automatically <laughs> sorry for the pun pun fun. i didn't mean that actually um benefit the whole wordpress community do you think oh, I, I, I think it on? probably will there have been people who object that you know gutenberg serves the interests of of automatic and and wordpress.com in a way that it doesn't necessarily serve the interest of the the people who use self-hosted wordpress and i don't think that's true i mean yes of course mm-hmm. um automatic is looking to its success as a company Uh, But uh, I also think that, you know, this is part of how Matt at least, you know, perceives the the needs of the the users. And if the, you know, needs of the the actual WordPress users that we come into contact with are, you know, our clients and, you know, people we know at meetups who are, you know, not interested but not expert – uh, then we need to get those people testing it and and providing their feedback and letting people know yes this here is what the you know here is what actual users of of WordPress are, are saying about this. Yeah, because um, I um, I really think um, it's not that you know that it's really it's. Qu- I think my only criticism of the whole thing was um, based a bit about Moulton's input, you know, about, you know, data, it should be driven by data a bit more. And that seemed reasonably logical to me. It seems overpoweringly logical to me. And, you know, know, we have, they presumably have a lot of data in some forms at uh, WordPress.com, but I don't know if they have data that that really you know shows what people you know spend time on and stumble over when writing and editing and you know there will be somewhat more limitation to what they're doing on wordpress.com in the absence of you know all right well it's like you know i'm thinking about the you know now secure site they were a great number of custom post types uh, and a number of you know custom templates made with ACF and, and like okay how is you know how is all of that going to play with Gutenberg and I don't know yet because they're still working on that hmm. it's 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 mostly a matter of okay well I should even though I'm not actively working for them right now I should like make sure that they're aware this is coming down the pike and you know may affect some things and and may require some. Uh, 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 you know some additional development to make things uh, to make things work i i do think that you know there are going to be a lot of things that will be where the experience will be nicer um having them you know being able to use them as as blocks mm. uh and uh, there are other things where you know it's harder to figure it out because of uh, you know something that has you know, one small meta box for you to select something is pretty easy to sort of figure out, well, where would you put it in that, um, you know, sidebar controls and something that has a whole bunch of, of other stuff 
Well, if I mentally look at, say, adding a podcast episode with PowerPress, something I do a lot for my uh, clients who are podcasters, um, you know, that's a Metabox section that normally lies under the uh, under the, the main content window. And it's sort of like, well, I suppose you put it in there as sort of like podcast episode block. And then where it has the, you know, control section, you have the space for, you know, well, here's your, your URL for your file. And here's your, you know, are you going to add additional like keywords or titles or whoosies or what's it's. Um, and that could be done. And probably you could create a, a fairly similar construction for Yoast SEO. I haven't attempted any of this on mobile, so I have no idea how how you would do it there. And, I, and I'm really glad I'm not the one who yeah, has to but, figure it out. Um, yeah, but I think the, the criticism is probably too strong a word I didn't want, um, is that Morton's suggestion, that seemed to... And they, they seem to be a, some kind of lack of communication about where all this was going, which is Matt has done a much better job recently. And that's what I meant about my comment about him having too many hats. Yes. Um, and, and, uh, and uh, you know, that is a, that is a challenge. And that, that, you know, when your company has grown to a certain point, um, you know, you may not be the best person to do hands-on or if you are going to step in and do the hands-on. I mean, there was a period, right, when somebody else was CEO of Automatic because Matt was kind of working on another thing. And, you know, where, where you need somebody to step in for part of it so that you can devote yourself to, to whichever thing is, is what you really need to be doing. And, uh, you know, that's tough. It's tough to relinquish control and delegate things. Mm, yes. I just want to finish, um, but to the, I was listening to something that really made me think a little bit about how great Matt is in a way. And it was on um, this week in startups. It was the interview of Tim O'Reilly, mm-hmm. the founder of Rayleigh Media. Rayleigh Media, yes. Um, and um, Tim has got a book coming out um another one yeah um well one that he's written he, yeah he actually uh, he's only written one other book himself actually and it's coming out in october and i actually probably will get get it um because he has some really interesting things to say and what he was pointing out is that most um like when pcs were first being made um or um the internet in general yeah yeah just, up- just thinking about that that uh, you know thing from microsoft right? nobody could possibly need more than you know whatever fairly tiny amount of memory it was <laughs> yeah but he was saying how you know it was a big marketplace with many players and it consolidated into a few very large players and that's how most industries go and i i think with the structure of open source and the structure that Matt was really very passionate to make, um, you know, the defense of um, open source software, blah, blah, blah. He, I think he had the foresight um, to realize that if you don't have this structure, it will just consolidate into a couple major players and that would be it. Um, 
Do you think it's anything I've just said, or do you think I'm just waffling? Oh saying? no, I think I, I think it's a you know it's an observable truth about industries and and you know tech is one that because it's you know come about fairly recently, uh, we've had the chance to to see this that there were you know lots of different computer manufacturers and and operating systems and you know it's it's come down to a, a relative few and that doesn't mean there's no room for new players but it it does mean that you know you're fighting a fairly uphill battle because yeah. you know some things are entrenched and you know we see that wordpress is is getting to be relatively mature and we see that happening we've talked several times about um you know the acquisitions uh, that have uh, come mm -hmm. about of you know so that certain you know agencies get larger by acquiring larger other agencies and that I know automatic has made some purchases and 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 so on and you know that is just kind of how things go if you go far enough back in in history there were say lots of oil companies yeah. or lots of tobacco companies or you know and now there aren't there there only a few and and yeah. in, indeed you know my my father worked for a uh, petroleum company and, and in a way it was the same one all the time, except, you know, first it was standard oil of Ohio and then they got bought by BP and then BP and Amico had a merger. And so, uh, you know, and uh, you, you see it happen ev everywhere. It's going to happen here. And, and, you know, this is unfortunate for a lot of small players and it, it does seem to be, um, you know uh, that it's more important to you know it's more important to have a a niche uh if you're going to be small you need to be pretty specialized uh, yeah yeah i i would i would say to the listeners please go and listen to this sweet startup and that interview because there's other things but i don't want to take up too much time with it um but go yes, and don't, don't to, forget to put it in the show notes i will do um on to finish off, we quickly talk about your story because it did. I read it and it did make me laugh, and it's so true. And it's for the love, um, for the love of God, please tell me what your company does. Uh, by Casper Kulipska. Kubica is how it's it's how it's spelled. Although I I don't know since I have no idea what ethnicity that is. I. Yeah, I have no idea myself. I, um, I couldn't guess it pronouncing it. But yes, I, I saw this. I think it was maybe in my web designer news or, or something. And, um, you know. It's so, but it's so true, isn't it? Oh, it, it is. It is. And, you know, here's the thing is that, you know, I remember in various marketing kinds of classes about, you know, being being <clears throat> taught about, you know, creating an elevator speech that, you know, in, includes um uh, you bet you better tell the audience what the article is right okay, about so first. yes so this this is uh, 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 this is on hacker and basically it's about so here are all these uh, company websites and they've got these um you know and they've got these these huge hero section landing pages that have some kind of basically inspirational tagline innovation is all around you are you ready to tap into it uh you know <clears throat> Welcome to Outside Insight. We believe in making people's lives easier. And how, nice, how nice, how nice. Right, which is all, which is all good, except there's no context. It doesn't say, yes, but how? It doesn't say what they actually do. And so you have to keep going 
further. They're easy um, for that. It doesn't matter anyway. I, yes. Well, and, and yet, you know, it, it's, uh, and, and, you know, I mean, it's hilarious. It's kind of <laughs> English sarcasm's really starting to come out now, isn't it? Uh, yeah well and it's you know this is a this is kind of the outflowing of it of a trend that i've certainly been aware of since the early uh 2000s about you know not just saying what you do when you know oh no the you know the networking experts are are saying you know if somebody at, at, ask what you do don't just say like you know i'm a <clears throat> web developer say you know uh, <clears throat> i i you know Let's see if I can think of something, something good. But, you know, I, um, you know, <clears throat> take your business to millions around the world or, you know, so, something like that. And the, the thing is that it can go too far because the, the idea with the kind of networking tagline is that then you should have a conversation that, that you, you want to prompt the person to say, oh, and how do you do that? Um, or what do you mean? And, and actually then have a, have a dialogue because, you know, if you just say I'm a plumber, that, well, sort of end of, of story, although, except, you know, everybody needs a plumber sometimes. So, um, I've got to be honest with you. I've lost so many clients by not really, it, by understating what I do, basically. All, Cause it's, um, I think I, it's that, cold. That's the British thing. Yeah. I, I, I remember that, um. I was being interviewed for, for a possible teaching job in England, and one of the people was was mentioning somebody else, also American, who had uh, applied for the post, and how offensive they found it that this person claimed to be, you know, the best such and such. And he said, you know, you just wouldn't say that here. You would say, well, I know a bit about. Yeah, I know a little bit about it, which, right. does, which does not go down with uh, Americans. American, don't American. understand that. No, uh, little. Why we, would you not hire somebody that knows a little? Right, right. Uh, that 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 you know you you really have to uh, to to spell it out very explicitly, and you know excessive claims are are the norm, and it's kind of annoying. But you know if you're going to operate in in this society, you you have to be aware of that. You don't have to be obnoxious, but you do have to be you know you you do have to to claim your expertise but let's get back to this story because i've wondered off as, as i do don't i sally but no, why I, I why what what did, did you have any kind of insight what's driving which i agree with the author is ongoing um lost the word again um is there it's definitely is on to something got to, got to finish right. the conversation before we go on to our main topic what right. what do you so, think is driving this in general well i you know i i think that there was sort of a, a you know desire to differentiate yourself and and you know what i was starting to say is it in a, if you're talking to somebody you and you say something that, that where it isn't clear what you actually do they can ask a question and you can clarify it but your your website is not a dialogue in the same way and so if you put one of these vague statements up uh you know you had better follow it pretty clearly about how it is that you make people's lives easier and 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 what you do because otherwise folks are going to say what am i am i in the wrong place what what am i here for what what is this about now you know yes most people coming from you know search or somewhere are probably not getting to your homepage, but you know that it's okay to include something 
you know, some kind of inspirational tagline, but make it clear what your business is about because people are, are not going to sit there figuring it out. And I, I think that, you know, this has been kind of an ongoing marketing trend and then people see other people doing it. So they want to do it. I mean, that's yeah. how things become trends anyway. Oh, our, you know, competitor does this. And, you know, if the company doing it is so well known that everybody already knows what they do. It doesn't matter, does it? Right. You know, and, and you know, you could get to the, you know, Apple website and, and just see Think Different. They could put, put any video on there. Uh, really right. And, and people would still know what they do. I mean, of course, you've that's because you've also seen. Well, they'd be writing in, um, ad, um, in the advertisement press how clever it was, wouldn't they? That's what they'd be saying. Right. But, you know, you've also seen everywhere all the billboards showing their products and, and, yeah. So, you know, it, people would mostly come there knowing what they do. And if you are a startup someplace and you haven't got the budget to take a bunch of billboards out showing your, your product or service in, in action in some way, then people are going to get there and not know what you do and not be interested enough to go further and, and you know, find out. And so... Uh, what works for, you know, I've lost track of the number of, of people, you know, small service companies that want, you know, a website that looks like Apple and it's like, no, it, it's not going to work. That That's not appropriate for, for, you know, for your industry, for your clientele, for your, you know, that's the thing is you can't just tell me about a website you like in general. You have to tell me about a website you like for a company that does the same thing that you do. And then we could talk about it. Um, but you know, people see things, they copy them, they yeah, I'll take I'll a look at how well they work. And, you know, so I think that the lesson for, you know, web developers and, and marketers, you know, agencies that have websites as, as part of what they are is, you know, check with your client about this, you know, tell them to make, make, say, okay, you, you really like this, this look and this, but you also need to be clear and you need to, you know, you uh, need that's to the have main, some data. That's the main thing I've learned in the past couple of years is what you think is really clear online is a, is clear at all. You really, you talk Well, about yes, it's, you, you know it. And so you think people get it. And this is, I mean, it comes back again to, to what we were saying about, you know, testing with real, with real users that you need a, a, a group of people. It does not have to be a huge group, but get some group of people together who doesn't know anything about your company, have them look at your website and, and see if they can tell you what, what you do and, and whether they would, you know, whether they would buy it um, or, you know, what you do and who you do it for. And, you know, they themselves may or may not be, you know, part of your, your intended market. Yep. Uh, a great article. It did bring a smile. Um, we're going to go uh, for our break now, folks, and we'll be back. And we're going to give some, um, hopefully, some insights about name servers, DNS, uh, Cloudflare, and anything else around this subject which we can think we can throw together that will help you um, and explain the uh, all this stuff, what it really means. We'll be back in a few seconds, folks. Bye. 
you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's WP Tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back. Um, it's been a small panel, only me and Sally, but actually, with S- Sally's great help, I think we had a reasonable conversation, didn't we, Sally, on the news section? Well, we have no shortage of opinions here. So. <laughs> You're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was talking. I was talking about myself. That's why you have me on the show, right? Because I have opinions, whether or not I have information. It's, it's normally based on logic to a high level, you know. I've got no problem with with opinions, and long as um, you know, I change my opinions based on the facts. Basically. Well, yes, that, I mean that's a that's a wonderful quote to keep in mind. Is you know, if if if, if the uh, if the reality changes, your opinion probably should change. I've noticed a lot of people don't do that. <laughs> Uh, well, we do seem to be living in an era where, you know, facts must not interfere with the dogma. No, facts don't matter anymore, do they? It's, um, there's alternative facts, isn't it? Well, we won't go down there. Uh, no, no, let's, let's, let's keep, let's keep not, to safe ground. Let's keep to WordPress. That. It's much safer, isn't it? Yes. Uh, um, well, in a way it is. <laughs> um, let's start the conversation on name service and DNF. Let's go to the basics. Um, like when, when we were having our quick pre-show chat, um, I was saying that I always advise a client to keep their domain name separate from the hosting provider. Um, would a would you agree with that? And also, can you go in why that's a good idea? Let's start off with there. Yes. Well, I would I would certainly agree with that, and and I can speak from. Um, I can speak from painful experience. Uh, you know, there are a lot of hosting companies, especially the, the budget shared hosting is like, you know, free domain with a hosting account. And oh, and it's, it's, very, and it's very tempting, isn't yeah. it? Well, it yes, be... it's easy to do. You register your, your domain with your hosting company. And the, yeah, except when it comes time to change hosting companies. Um, and then, uh, you know, so I ended up in a situation, this was a long time ago now, 99, 2000, 2000, quite a long time ago now. But I ended up in a situation where the hosting company wanted to charge me an extra, I don't know, $35 or something uh, in order to allow me to transfer my domain to a new registrar. And I was very annoyed about this. And, and unfortunately, you know, eventually I, I gave in and, and paid them the money. But I thought, I thought you set the cats on them. Uh, no, I hadn't got the cats at the, All right. at, the, at the time. The cats are not as old as that. But, um, uh, you know, uh, that just seemed, you know, completely uh, uh, outrageous. And uh, so that's one thing is, you know, you want to have control. Uh, it's nothing like a bit of online extortion to make you feel good and happy, isn't it? Right. So you want to have control of your uh, of your domain, but there's also the fact that um, you know separating 
what is where. So having your web hosting one place and your mail hosting at another place and your you know domain registration in a, in a third place and possibly even your DNS in a fourth place uh, means that you haven't got single points of failure. That if for some reason your web hosting server goes down, your email will still work. Uh, and, you know, the other things like that. And, you know, there was recently that massive uh, uh, DNS attack that took out GitHub and mm. a whole bunch of other things and, and kind of reminded everybody about uh, how this is a, uh, this can be a, a, a problem. And uh, so, uh, you know, and this is all this is all very confusing for civilians, which is one reason why it's easy to fall into that trap of oh, I'll just get the free domain. But yeah, then almost every time you go to to move hosting companies, and then you have to move your domain, and then you have to you know it gets to be a real palaver. And uh, I'll tell you because this folks, um, we're going to go through the basics, and if you're a consultant develop you might think but hopefully you're still going to get some value from this because um this might seem you know uh, this no longer happens but it was it was over a year ago and then funny it was um with um squarespace um we had we would we were helping a client move their site from squarespace into wordpress and um we had a hell of a trouble getting those Squarespace people to release the domain name. Oh my God! Oh, well, I have to—I have to say, one of the hardest places to transfer your domain name from is WordPress.com. Yeah, I've heard that. It's well. horrendous. Just say no. No, it's. Uh, thanks for pointing that out, actually, because I have heard. I have heard other people say that that it's pretty horrendous isn't it um so it does so don't be tempted folks keep it is best to go with um there's plenty of um people that you can go with i i, I use GoDaddy quite a bit there's other people um that you can utilize um and um you purchase the domain name um but you purchase your hosting somewhere else um so that's step one and then you've uh um you've got all the um the other bit you mentioned about the dns you know with cloudflare or similar services is that like what you said one of the benefits is that really helps with the email because if your hosting provider goes down um even the even and with a lot of the specialized wordpress hosting providers um they don't provide email do they you you no, you they, have to they go basically are, 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 take the position that you know they have one job they want to do well and that's you know hosting your hosting your website and it's also become increasingly the case for companies to use um, a, a different email 
the providers. So they may be using, you know, Office 365 for their, oh. you know, Microsoft for their email. They may be using Google Apps for their email. They're, you know, most of my business email runs through Google Apps because I signed yeah. up for it when it was free. Um, and it's still free if you signed up for it then. Uh, which is which is very handy, and you know they're great at at um, filtering out spam. And you know the, there have been one or two occasions when there was a, a blip in my email service, but it, it's very rare. You know it's 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 quite solid for that. Um, and you know I'm sure what with one thing and another, Google is seeing all of everything I do anyway. I you know not unduly worried about that. Um, so I had I had set that up, uh, you know, quite some uh, quite some time ago, and it makes it easier. Then uh, you don't have to worry about, you know, moving your email when you move your website, and moving email when you move a website is a is a huge pain. It's a it's another enormous headache, and that's why um, you really want not to even if the hosting provider offers it you really don't want to use it folks um but if you don't use something like cloudflare it is i am correct that um if their server does go down the mx records you're you're right. still well, have a problem aren't you well you should be okay if you you know if so it's i have my own domains registered at namecheap and if I, you know, and before I had Cloudflare, I, I controlled the domains at, at Namecheap. So I have, you know, an A record or a C name that's pointed to my website, and I have my MX records set up at, uh, you know, uh, set up with the, with Google's MX. And so the website could go down without affecting the email. But uh, there's nothing that's really protecting the domain itself. So if there's an attack on the domain, that's still somewhat vulnerable. And and what happens if you're using something, you know, I, I wasn't using Cloudflare specifically because I wanted it for my DNS, but that's how Cloudflare works, is you change your name servers over to Cloudflare's, and then Cloudflare provides a layer in between anything coming out, you know, from outside and all of your servers and it's it basically says gives you an option to say you know are you going to sort of you know shield this or is is cloudflare just going to I've got to say Sally I've got to say Sally fantastic hand movements um, <laughs> yes, uh, you really you're going to have to watch this on the YouTube channel folks cuz Sally's been really very adamant with her hand movements trying to explain this and uh, it, it is I'm a visual kind of person yeah. and uh, uh which is makes it interesting that I hate watching videos. <laughs> I haven't got time. I read very, very fast and I can read it fast unless you're showing me something where I need to see it. it I would rather read it than, and than I'm, watch I'm it. I'm the opposite. I right, like the and, videos and, rather than reading. Right. Yeah. And, but for many people, the video is, is a much better option. So it's good that we have both. Um, so, you know, I've put a few links in the show notes about kind of basic explanations of what the heck is a DNS. And I was just mentioning this to a client because I am going to take her, I'm, I'm, I'm building something new for her on my local site and in terms of launching it, and this has meant that, no, we cannot keep using the hosting that she's on, which has been okay for what she has, but is not great. But, you know, we're adding a learning management system and a shopping cart and uh, appointments and, and a bunch of stuff that's going to need better hosting. And so we're going to move hosting. And, and I said, you know, so what I'm going to do once I finish building it locally is put it on the 
you know, put it on the, the new hosting company site and you can check it. And when you're sure, then I get to repoint the, the DNS. And she said, do the what? Um, you know, what's it, what, basically, what's it, what's it DNS when it's at home? And so I said, so, you know, your, do your domain is what tells people where to go that you know actual addresses on the internet are ip addresses and they're these strings of numbers that nobody except my husband yeah. can remember he can't remember phone numbers but he can remember ip addresses i ask you um and so you know what it means is that i go into your domain settings over at, at godaddy and and because this one isn't on cloudflare yet uh and i just tell it, you know, okay, when people type in your domain, point to the new host instead of the old one. The only thing, that, only thing I'm a little bit concerned on is I, I think, you know, we've recommended that, you know, you get your domain name from somewhere else. You Probably your email, depending if you, if your email is being offered, you still don't want to use it. You want to go. Uh, but with Cloudflare, I don't think we've totally clarified why we should take that we've talked about giving it some more protection, but I, I don't know if you agree with this. I don't think we've given enough insight about why, why to make that next step to use Cloudflare. Right. Do you agree? Yes. So, and you know, again, so what's a Cloudflare? Um, which is, you know, Cloudflare is an interesting thing because it, it is and it isn't a CDN, and CDN is is a content delivery network. And we just and, introduced another bit of jargon. Uh, we? Yes, yes, we have the all jargon all the time podcast today. Um, but a CDN is is meant to help speed up your site by taking your all your your files, your image files, or you know maybe your audio files if you're hosting them yourself, or you know all those things, your assets. Um, and putting them, copying them into a bunch of different places. So a, a, a traditional CDN will say, well, we have um, data centers, you know, in, in all kinds of countries around the world. And so we're going to copy all of your images and stuff into those different data centers so that people who live in that area will get them faster because they're not going as far. And it can make a big difference. I, I have a couple of sites that I'm personally involved with, and I, I'm, I still use key CDN, the old company that Brian Jackson, who used to be a former panelist, um, still loved the guy, writes great stuff, and um, he's moved on to another company now, um, a hosting company, Kinster. But he used to be involved in Key, and I still use them, and um, it does make a difference, doesn't it? Well, it, is, it especially makes a difference, you know, if, if, you, if, if most of your visitors you know, your, your customers, the people who come to your website are in the same country that you are, then if your hosting company, you know, if, if, if your main servers at your hosting company are also in that country, it will probably be fast for most of you. But if you have people coming from all around the world, which, you know, I do have many clients and uh, where they've got, you know, a lot yeah, of... You'd be amazed about the people I get to the WP Tonic to listen to our... Yeah, right, and, you know, and I do, you know, I get some visitors from, certainly from from Europe, uh, legitimate ones, um, and, uh, you know, if, if, if you see a whole a whole lot of IP addresses coming in from, you know, Russia and, and the Ukraine, that, that you've got to wonder about that. I mean, you know, I'm only publishing in English. Um, Be worried. Uh, and uh, uh, <clears throat> so, 
And I'm not being racist there. It's just that they, you know, some of the best hackers in the world are based there, aren't they? They're very smart people, right? Or they run their, they yeah. run things through there because you know, and and that that's just so, you know. So so your CDN is meant to make it make your website faster by distributing it by distributing your content uh around the world so it, it so i'm it gonna be cruel closer. i'm gonna be cruel here let's get back because i know we had to do that because we went right. off on another let's get back to let's, cloudflare right <laughs> so so cloud cloudflare doesn't do that in the same way is it, cloudflare is it, it kind of provides a proxy in between you and the, the and your visitors and it caches your content and so it will serve it faster but a lot of the value of cloudflare is that you can push the i'm under attack button when you know if something like a distributed denial of service or or even just you know maybe it isn't really an attack maybe you've published something that was just insanely popular uh and and you're getting thousands of, of visitors at once and your site's going to go down if you don't do something. No, no chance to that for me. Uh, yeah, well, it's, you know, the, I, I've had one or two posts on my personal blog that were quite popular, but but never at the, you know, what they used to call the slash dot effect and, and you know, then the dig effect and then the who knows what effect it is now. But, you know, that, that something gets something gets published somewhere and suddenly you have you have tens of thousands of visitors coming in all at the same time. And it will just, you know, lock your servers up and, and mess up anybody else who's on that server if you can't do something like, you know, if, if, if you don't have a, an appropriate sort of uh, caching setup so that it is that people can see the content without actually having to go back and communicate with the server every single time. And, and you know, that's one of the reasons that WordPress is slower than flat files is that everything is dynamic. It's pulled out of your database, you know, every single time. There has to be a lot of back and forth communication. So Cloudflare says, all right, we're going to cache this. We're going to put this in this little ball here. Uh, and uh, it, it's just going to stay there unless you actually update it. It will just stay as, as it was when we, when we kind of took our, our snapshot. And that's what people will see when they come to your website. And it doesn't have, to, and so you don't have to, they don't have to talk to your server and, and eat up your resources. And so having your DNS run through something that does that means that if there's a flood of attacks, whether it's, you know, just bots coming in or uh, an actual, you know, deliberate attack on, on your domain for some reason uh, or, you know, sudden popularity, it won't bring your site down. And, it, and so, so that, this, so that's what a, Cloudflare does for you. So this recap so with the cloudflare it's helping with that caching to some degree and it it helps with if you do become under attack or you've written something or something on your site you're getting a lot of new traffic it's a traffic balance mechanism as well is that yeah. right yes so it will it will help it and if you have a you know because hosting companies will always charge you for something and and this is one thing when you're picking a hosting company you need to decide because there is really not such a thing as unlimited everything you know unlimited bandwidth unlimited it, it's not true because servers have limits so you have to look and see okay is your hosting company going to charge you for traffic in that case you really want to make sure you're doing something to block the 
bots out so that the only traffic you're being charged for is legitimate traffic. Um, you know, are they charging for resources? Uh, which is, you know, your CPU time and, and, and that kind of stuff. And in that case, that's when, you know, traffic can still be an issue there if all of your traffic has to communicate with your server and and then use up your, your, now, your database. How does it work with, say, let's, I'm, I'm just choosing them out of the air. I'm not saying they're a Pacific. I was going to say problem. I don't even mean that. That this takes something like WP Engine because they can, they don't like you using caching plugins because um, they they're caching the site themselves quite heavily. Uh, they they really do. So how does that uh, in got any experience? How like something like WP Engine works with Cloudflare? It works just fine. Um, the you know the the big now secure site that that we moved over to WP Engine. Um, uh, you know, they were running all their DNS and a bunch of other stuff through Cloudflare already. It, it was very easy. You know, you can put the Cloudflare plugin in. Um, also, I know that at least WP Rocket you can use with WP Engine. They actually worked very hard to, you know, to make sure that was still compatible. Um, so, yes, I mean, the thing is that caching plugins are useful up to a point. And, the, and you may see a lot of improvement on a, on a site that doesn't offer server-side caching. Uh, but your best caching is going to come from your host where they set it up on your server for you. And, uh, you know, so that's going to help to some degree with the issue of the dynamic content and the, and and the calls back to the database. But you can add Cloudflare on top of that. And then, you know, the, the, the biggest problem is, is if you're testing something, uh, you know, remembering to turn off all the caching in all the places you have caching because otherwise you'll be sitting there saying, I made this change in the CSS. Why isn't it showing up? Yeah, you're reading my mind there. But also, is there any around e-commerce or if you've got a um, learning site, you know, a membership site, are there any consequences that you've got to be aware of using the system, Sally? Uh, you will probably want to set up a, what's known as a page rule in Cloudflare to tell it not to cache certain things. So, you know, you want to set one up to tell it not to cache the admin area. Uh, and then you may want to set one up to tell it, you know, not to cache anything under, you know, shop or, you know, specifically your cart page, your, your checkout page. Um, and that usually seems to to take care of it. I I have not run into uh, right, yeah. run into to further issues. And and for the most part, if you have a, you know, if you have an intelligent um, hosting company, they they will already not cache those pages. So you you shouldn't well, need to worry about that. I'll go back and have a look at it because I get the impression you're a big fan of it. I I use it a lot, and it's been helpful. And and you know, part of the the thing was that I had. Um, I ran into a, a case with my several of, of my sites that are on SiteGround where, you know, we were getting, uh, we were getting a lot of, of overage and they were saying you're using too many resources. And it was basically because of, of bots mm -hmm. visiting the site. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I implemented the free Cloudflare, that problem went away. Oh, that's the other thing because they offer a free service and a paid, um, Got any insight basically what the difference between the free and the paid is? 
there's more stuff you can do with the with the paid service, but so far I have only needed the free one. And they they have now set up a, a thing where if you need more page rules to help handle stuff like your uh, like your e-commerce, you can buy those separately. So you don't you know the paid oh. plans on on Cloudflare are fairly expensive. Yeah. Uh, but uh, for the most part, you know you can you can do an awful lot with the with the free service. The other thing that I've used it for is. Um, providing free SSL certificates for people whose hosting does not do Let's Encrypt yet. Oh, they provide that as well, do they? Oh, that's so just... what you could do is, I mean, they, they, they will encrypt the part that's between them and Cloudflare, but they'll also give you a certificate you can, you know, copy and, and paste in at the hosting company so that the communications between your host and Cloudflare are also encrypted. Um, and you really do want that end-to-end encryption. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's a, that's a nice uh, feature. I think, you know, as we, just time, added, we just added another bit of technology. to this. Yes. But you know, this is, this is important. And we've talked about it on the, on the show before is that you need to have, uh, you know, an HTTPS connection. Um, yeah. What Sally is, and it's best if you, if you're building a new site, if you're building something from the ground up, it's best to do it from day one because, it is a little bit painful moving a non-HTTPS site and turn it in. You know, you've got a lot of external there, scripts and that. It's a bit, it is a bit messy, isn't it? There, yes. I mean, it's it's usually, you know, thank God there are these like, you know, a really simple SSL and, and other plugins to um, yeah. to help with that. The, 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 the thing where a lot of people get caught up is they don't remember to go in to their analytics uh, and webmaster tools and stuff, or whatever they're calling it, search console. Called search console now. Yes. Why, do, why do they have to keep renaming stuff? I, I have no it's idea. It's the Google thing, I guess. Um, but uh, you know, I thought webmaster tools was pretty self-explanatory. It was myself. web console. What the hell does that tell you? Yes. It does. Oh, so, I but, think they. I think they need to read that article. They might do. do. Yes. Um, so you know, you need to go into your analytics and make sure that it's then tracking your uh, HTTPS version of your site, um, and. Uh, because otherwise people will be like, I, you know, I put an SSL certificate on my site and my traffic just dropped. It's like, yeah, well, are you still tracking your HTTP site? Oh! <laughs> no, but it, it, it's, yeah, it's understandable though, isn't it? Yeah, no, I mean, the thing is, that it's easy to overlook those those. Uh, I've done it, things. I've done it. So, you know, about it, there, there, there are some you know checklists published about you know things and it, it can be handy to have one of those with you when you're setting it up uh, as you're setting it up but it will be um uh, you know it, it will be very uh, very helpful to to do that so uh, you know i i do like cloudflare a lot i mean you know i haven't had a reason to to pay for the paid service uh, and I, you know, I, I think that most of the sort of small business and nonprofit clients I work for, I don't need that. Um, you know, some people will, will decide that they do. Um, but it, it doesn't do quite the same thing as a regular CDN. So you may wish to use both in some cases. Uh, you may not, uh, you may, you know, you may find that, that the, the way it handles its caching things are, you know, fast enough in, in multiple locations and, uh, that's sufficient. It it kind of depends on you. Do you have a lot of large assets? Do you get a lot of traffic? And do you get a lot of traffic from a, you know a number of different companies? 
Yeah, I think um, so. I think we've covered it, and we. I think so. Basically, folks, um, don't get your domain name um, with the hosting company. Keep that separate. It's a really good idea. To keep your email separate. Um, I had a bit of a, I had a brain fart there at the beginning. Um, you set up the MX and all that with your domain name. Um, and then also look at Cloudflare, which I'm going to next week or over the weekend, if I get a spare moment, I have a re-look at it because Sunny's sold it to me to, again. So I have another look at that because it doesn't sound bad, does it, Sunny? I can see why you're bit of a fan of it yeah i mean it's, it's as i said it, it, it and they do have a nice switch that you you know for you know put it in development mode and you can do this either at cloud the cloudflare and or using the, the cloudflare plugin so that it will temporarily turn it off when you're working on something and and testing it and, and need to see it update so as long as you remember that you're you know you it, it won't interfere but it, it can be one of those things where it's like i'm not seeing the changes oh that's because we need to you know clear the cloudflare cache and yeah, I thought we'd just have this discussion because a lot of people, they just, especially if in the, the development crowd, as a, you, you take it as gospel that everybody understands all these things, and they don't basically, do they? They, uh, they don't necessarily. I mean, it's it's like you know the assumption that you know all young people are good at technology, and uh, no, that you know there there's things that they are accustomed to using. Um, that doesn't mean they actually understand it. Uh, so no they don't so Sally thanks for coming on the show thank god you did because they would have, they would have had to listen to me for an hour and that definitely I do not want to do that to the audience but Sally how can people get to know some more about you and what you're up to you can find me at wpfangirl.com uh, also at eastbaywp.com which is uh, our meetup website oh how, how are the meetups going they're going they're going pretty well i mean the the uh, contributor day was fairly small i think we had fewer than 10 people um but still we got a lot done and uh, we've had a number of of you know meetups on on good topics and it it continues along Oh, and I've got to mention we'll be all, most of the panel will be um, at W, um, the WordCamp Sacramento, Sacramento next, next weekend. Uh, so you and I will both be there. Uh, John Locke will be there. Kim will be there. Um, and uh, Mendel well, will be there. We're going to probably do a, a round table on the Saturday. It's actually booked for the Friday, but I don't see the sense. We might as well attempt I, to do No, it I on. mean, the thing is, I won't leave here until after the normal, but but people who have got to travel from a longer distance are going to be on airplanes. And, and, so, yeah. and so it's, yes, if we try something to do. And Bill, time one on. of my old um, former, oh, yeah. um, he's going to be there. And he said, he'd bring, I'm going to bring my equipment, but he's going oh, to bring good. his, the sound nuts, he's going to return and join us. And I'll, I'll try and rustle up everybody. We have one mic. Um, and find a room and uh, hopefully some of our um, external people will join us as well um got to change the tank i get on get that organized um how can people get a hold of me folks um it's quite easy you can get me on twitter and that's at jonathan denwood you can email me at jonathan at wp hyphen tonic i do answer my email and I think it's been a great show. And I think Sally's really, um, we're giving some value here, Sally. And um, the best way to support the show, folks, is to give us a review on, on iTunes. I say it every week. 
and we get the odd one but if we could have some more it would really help the show the figures are going up quite nicely recently um i think we must be doing something right um you got any comments suggestion for guests topics please email me or twitter me um it's really great to get suggestions um or input about the show and we'll see you next week for another round table and another i think wordpress junkie discussion see you next All week right. folks bye, bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.